Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where we'll be discussing some of the latest talking points from the world of football with members of our football writing team. On this week's episode, we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Leon Wapshall, to discuss all of the latest developments affecting our local clubs. Don't forget you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com, as well as checking out our various Twitter feeds, the main one being at ypsport. If you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. And if you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. Yorkshirepost.co.uk So this week we're going to jump straight into the Championship as, again, uh, Leeds United haven't been in action uh, in, the, uh, in the Premier League. Uh, and firstly, we go to Hull City, who fell to their second consecutive 3-0 defeat uh, and their fourth loss in the last five games. Uh, when they paid a visit to Swansea City. Um, Stuart, wh- where do you think that the Tigers have to improve uh, to stop this, well, very serious slide in, in performances? I just think, as I, I alluded to in last week's podcast, I just think they've got to get the balance uh, between defence and attack better. Um, I think there's there's plenty of there's plenty of flair players in in that squad, but um, it's clear at the moment they just need to batten down the hatches a bit, um, maybe sacrifice a bit of midfield flair, just have a have a have a couple of games that are a bit less eventful in terms of what's happening at, the, at their end of the field, and just just grind their way through this uh, through this difficult period because there's clearly talent there, there's clearly players at the top end of the pitch who can win them games, but you know they. It's all about being a team, and and they just they just ha- clearly haven't got things right at the defensive defensive end right now. And that doesn't just mean the back four or back three. It doesn't even just mean the midfield. There was a lack of pressure on the ball at Swansea City. Um, they just it just seem it seems to me that there just needs to be a, a more a more defensive, a more negative mindset at least in the shorter term to to get through this spell they're in. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's perhaps come at a decent time this this break, hasn't it? I mean they've got a hell of a lot of um, hell of a lot of injuries, and just just to sort of just enable them to to regroup more than anything. I think the first thing is is like Stuart said, just sort of getting back to basics and just being that bit harder to beat, really, isn't it? They've conceded, I think it's is it twenty one goals of con- you know that's that's right, you know yeah. that's far too high to to do anything. Um, you know, this season obviously there's there's a fair amount of aspirations and hopes there. So uh, you know, looking at it from from the outside, just to get some, I think, yeah, well, obviously the, the, they've shown patches of some you know real flair in, in, in the home games and and scored goals. But it's it, it's just getting that sort of it seems to be that that balance and getting that um, defensive um, toughness back in in the game. I think that's uh, that's the sort of first first port of, port of call. And uh, next, we we turn our attention uh, very quickly to uh, Huddersfield Town, who saw their fortunes take a fairly positive turn when they claimed all three points when they overcame Cardiff City. Um, with their game against Reading coming up, um, what should the Terriers draw from from that victory, Leon? Well, I think first of all, I think it's just given them um, a little bit of breathing space. Really, I mean, it had been a you know a, a torrid. Um, start start to the season. Um, 
you know, a bit of a perfect storm in many ways, and obviously the decision taken to, you know, part company with with Danny Schofield, and you know, you felt for Danny on a on a human level, and obviously we we spoke about that in in last week's podcast, and it was just for all, it's just so many reasons, you know, heading into international break for the sort of self, you know, confidence of everybody's supporters and the players that really needed that result on. On Saturday, and you know, it's probably given them a little bit of, I would say, the, the sort of the pressure's off, but it's just given them that little bit sort of more time, I suppose. That they're obviously in the process of, you know, seeing what's out there and and speaking to to candidates about the vacant post. Obviously, David Varner's been very strongly linked, and um, you know, it, it'd be uh, very surprising that they didn't certainly consider somebody um, somebody like that if he was available and it was it was straightforward but there was plenty of other names mentioned out there there's there's obviously a fair bit of speculation about Paul Warren as well but from what he said um, after the, the um, Rotherham's game on Saturday at Middlesbrough there'd been no contact at all and um, in, in everything that was sort of hearing in, in, in the first part of this week is suggested that there's there's um, you know no, no, nothing in it, but um, yeah, it's a big. It's going to be a massive decision for Huddersfield. They need somebody to to go in there, whoever it is. You know, be a you know they spoke in the st- statements. Um, Lee Bromby spoke about you know obviously need someone with good technical ability, but I just think they need a bit of a talisman and a leader to rally everybody round. And um, somebody like Wagner would certainly you know provide that. He knows the model. He's uh, he was a charismatic figure, but he, you know it remains to be seen if he's the person that they that the plump for. There's obviously looking at all the candidates out there, but it was I think it was just just good for everybody that they got that win, and it just uh, maybe maybe buy them a little bit of time. It may be that you know the caretakers have another couple of games. Who who knows? But just just massively important they got that win. Yeah, I, th- I think more than anything, they just they just needed and st- um, still need a, a bit of confidence because you know in, in sacking Danny Schofield, Huddersfield's argument was basically that this squad is not performing as well as it can. You know, we can we can look at how it's been, you know, weakened by the departures of uh, of Toffolo and O'Brien and 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 so on and so forth, and you know they've not been helped by the fact that Michael Hellick's only just. Coming to the squad, David Kasuma has only just got fit, having got injured in the in the opening game of the season. But collectively, as a group, they, they probably weren't performing as well as as well as they can do, and they, they need that confidence a, a from performances like Saturday, and b from just having a manager or head coach in their case that they believe in. You know, it's it, it's it's great bringing in someone like Danny Schofield, but. Always, when you bring in a manager or a head coach who hasn't done the job before, there's always an element of they have to win the players over. If you bring someone in with it with a track record, players can take confidence from that. That you know, th- this guy is asking me to do this, and if I look at his track record, I can I can trust in him, sort of thing. So that they they need an appointment that 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 puts you know puts more confidence in them. You know, someone like Wagner would do that. Someone like Ward, although obviously, as Leon says, it's it's not looking likely. But someone of that sort of caliber would would yeah. be able to do that. And I think that's what I think that's what they need right now is just is just a bit of confidence, a bit of self belief to just get the season started, basically, because essentially they've just given. 
pretty much everyone else a head start. Mm. Yeah, they just need um, they just need a bit of a hit, don't they? Just just a bit of a reinfusion of, of, of confidence with that. You know, I don't think it's necessarily just us. You you look at the amount of we'll probably go on to to sort of speak about you know uh, Middlesbrough as well. There's going to be a, there's a hell of a lot of teams where there's, there's going to be a lot of games between now and the the break for the for the World Cup. And you know, this is the sort of time of year when you know, league tables do sort of start to take shape and the narrative of, of season of seasons really, you know, really kicks in and, you know, it's important for, well, you know, hell, you know not just Huddersfield and Middles, but, you know, teams who've had a bad start, this this next sort of period of games is is going to be critical and, it, you know, it certainly is for, for Huddersfield. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a normal season, it, it's it's kind of Christmas time, isn't it? That, that sort of shapes the league yeah. table, and you, you sort of look at the league table after Christmas and say, right, they're competing for promotion, they're in a relegation battle. This year, because of the way the season is, it, it might be the break for the World Cup where we sort of have that have that clean point where we we can say, yeah, Huddersfield are in a relegation battle, or you know. Are, are, are you know should be in mid table or, or what have you? So it's I think it's a big period for everyone, and just as just as this international break is is always a nervous time for managers because in many ways it's as good a time as any to sack a manager because you've got two weeks to look for another one. Uh, the World Cup even more so because of course you've you've got even longer to to find a new manager and and give them almost a mini pre season. So you. you as a group, you just want to be going into that, I say, with with people believing in the manager, with players believing in themselves, and uh, and so on and so forth. So this this is a big period where teams like Huddersfield and Middlesbrough and Hull can sort of put right what's been going wrong at the moment. But if they don't, you know, there is a danger things could spiral. Hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, next, we turn our attention to Sheffield United, um, who continued their fairly impressive start to the season by claiming a 2-0 victory over Preston North End, uh, with Ollie McBurney uh, finding himself on the score sheet again uh, in recent games. Um, how do you think Paul Heckingbottom and his players uh, will be going into their uh, next home game, which is against Birmingham City, Stuart? Well, they're, they're kind of exactly what we've been talking about in reverse, really. They, they are just a team that is on a roll because of the because of the confidence that they've got, you know, we, we, I, I spoke to um, Ian Brewster. He did the he did the press conference before, uh, before the weekend's game, and he, he was just so so bubbly, so full of life. You know, even though personally he hasn't, he's a striker who hasn't scored a goal this season. He was taking so much joy and confidence from you know how the likes of Ollie McBurney was performing, how the team as a whole is performing, and and you know they're they're a club mentioned before they, they've, they've got a lot of injuries you know they should really have too many injuries to to be top of the table um Ahmed Ozic, uh, has sort of joined this long list now as the as the latest latest one with injuries but it's amazing when you've got that when you've got that self-belief and you've got that momentum how you can brush aside things which at a club at the other end of the table can be can be massive crises Really, and you know the big test for Sheffield United will come when they lose a couple of games because this is the championship. It is going to happen, but at the moment they just seem to almost have an immunity to to some of these things because they've they've managed to start really well at home. They managed to add away away form to it. You know they managed to get Ollie McBurney, as I mentioned, scoring goals. They've got the team team as a whole playing well. The goalkeepers in 
great form West, West Fodringham and as a result they're tight at the back and, and the confidence and self-belief they have is just is just snowballing at the moment so from Heckingbottom's point of view it's just a case of keeping his fingers crossed that there aren't yet more injuries from this injury break mm. and just, just keeping that feel-good factor going really mm. It'll be interesting Stuart obviously they've got an injury to Medicic and he's been he's been outstanding, hasn't he? He's been one of the best yes. best players in the championship, not just in his position, I would say, this this season. I mean he looks even though he costs like four and a half million, he looks an absolute steal and you know, so much to admire about his play. He's obviously gonna be out for a you know, a short while with a with a muscle injury. He was you know, he's been part of a, a back four, and they've kept is it four four clean sheets on the trot, haven't they? And um mm. obviously that's functioning in Outstanding fashion. Well, I think in all departments, you know, as you rightly say, I mean, from goalkeeper, defence, midfield, you know, up front, and there's players to come back in. It's um, they're sort of walking on water almost at, at the minute, and it, it, I just think he's that much of a big player. It, it's interesting to see how they how they cope with that in in that regard. But I just think they'll probably take it in, in the stride. I mean, you look at the games. I think they've got the next three out of four at home. They've been absolutely formidable at home and you know as we've spoken about you know the time you know it's a time where tables take shape you, know, you can really crystallise a good start to be being a you know a fantastic one and really make get a you know an even bigger statement on the division and that's that's where um, Sheffield United are at and you know between now and mid-November they can really really you know get the hammer down and prove that they're, that they're the real deal that you know that I know me and Stuart think that they Think that they that they are, but uh, yeah, it's you know been an outstanding start to the season. They just do look at they have to have the look of of stayers, but it, you know it's just how they cope with this in, in particular injury. But you know when they do have a little bit of a you know a bad week, which will happen at championship level, and you know it's no bad thing sometimes, is it? Sometimes in you know certainly in this part of the season, it's better to have it than than in March, April. But um, yeah, I think there's lots of reasons to to be optimistic about um, Sheffield United at the minute. I just think the way their heads are at the moment, you know, Leon's exactly right. You know, one of the best players in the championship is going to be missing for them for, for maybe a month. You know, and I think if you looked at it logically, I think if you looked at it from mid-table, I think if you looked at it from the bottom of the table, you'd say this is going to be a big problem for us. But I just think the way, the sort of mood they're in at the moment, I think they'll look at it and say, well, we've got Chris Basham, you know. Um, They just just seem to be in such a positive mindset that they don't, I mean, you you know, he's on the the right side of the defence, the left side's been absolutely ravaged by injuries. And yet, yet they seem to be, seem to be finding a way, seem to be believing in themselves. So, I I think they're almost in a a point where they, they don't look at the setbacks you know, logically, as, as as we would from afar, they're, they're so they're so confident that they almost don't see them as the as the setbacks. Yeah. They they really are. I mean, there will, you know, there will come a point. Um, you know, if if things carry on in this in this uh, vein, where you, you get so many injuries that that you know self belief can't can't take you beyond it. But at the moment, as I say, they, they just they just feel impervious to that. So. Fingers crossed that it can it can keep going. Frankly, mm, yeah. yeah, they've got it out as a, a, amongst a hell of a lot of virtues that they've got. Having a really strong, um, single-minded and focused dressing rooms really high up there, isn't it? And mm. you know they've had injuries before. I mean, we've obviously 
spoken about um, Billy Sharp. Don't forget as well. I mean, John, uh, John Flex been a you know tremendous player for them in their the rise over the over recent seasons. He's not currently available, and you know no one's really talking about him not being around at the minute. So I think if if any set of players and squad in the championship can cope with with an absence of a key player, it's, it's you think it would be. Sheffield United, because as much as everything else about the technical ability of the players, they've got some great players, they've got strong mindsets as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, next we turn our attention to Middlesbrough and Rotherham United, who weren't able to be separated as they played out a 0-0 draw, which saw uh, Middlesbrough sitting just inside the relegation places and Rotherham United sitting just outside the playoff places. Um, what, what did you make of both of their performances during the, the game, Leon, and where, where did they both go from here? Yeah, I mean, it continued for, for Rotherham. It was um, four points in a week. They got the, they were excellent against Blackpool in midweek and, you know, obviously followed up with a with a good away point. I mean, any any away point, if it has Paul one at the start of the season, would be a good, a good one for Rotherham United and... Um, you know, it include that one on Saturday in that um, in that bracket. I, I think, uh, having been to the game, I think Rotherham may have been a little bit more, perhaps a little bit more adventurous if there hadn't been such of a short turnaround. Obviously, they were played on the Wednesday night and then they were going into the game on uh, on Saturday. You know, Borough had a day's extra to uh, preparation to prepare, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's just been a it's been a great start to the season at Rotherham, hasn't it? I think mean, the, the thing that stands out for me is the so it's what I think it's one defeat in nine, and they've got some they've been very strong at, at home, especially just the number of clean sheets. I, I noticed a little stat the other day. I think they've got five clean sheets um, so far in the first nine games, and I think it took them until you know roughly it was you know it was, it was about the end of January in the last season. In the in, in this division, when obviously they went down at the end, you know, to record that same figure. So I think that's 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 significant, and yeah, it's been a it's been a tremendous start. And then, you know, as much as the as the big names, and you know, the Belassas and the Ben Wiles and Chidosik Benny have been you know taking the plaudits deservedly. So they've shared it all around. I mean, there's some of the new signings look the part. I really like the, the look of. Brooke Norton Cuffey, he's coming as the right side of wing back. It really looks like he's got something about him. Obviously, the old man Richard Woods, you know, he's he's as reliable as ever, and he, he's he's had a stellar start to the to the um, to the season. So yeah, it's 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 been a you know a very good start to Rotherham, but you've just got to say it's still only a still only a start, isn't it? I mean, Paul Warren was he, he was got sort of quick to say that you know after the game on. On Saturday, that you know you can have a bad week at at Championship level, and you know things can can sort of turn a little bit. But you know, in anyone's language, it's been a it's been a terrific start um, for for Rotherham. You know, the best at this level. I think it's almost over fifty five years, so you know they're, they're quite happy, and they've got I think they've got three out of four at home when when things start again. So yeah, they're in a good place. I think I think from Middlesbrough's point of view, I think you've you got to look at it say Leon, Leon was at the game so he can correct me if I'm wrong but it, it seems like with just a bit of sharper finishing from Duncan Watmore they could have won that game so I think I think from Chris Wilder's point of view it's a case of reinforcing to them look 
you weren't that far away. You've just got to believe, you know, that I guess the, the big thing is with Cardiff fresh in the mind and QPR earlier this season, you've got to be absolutely switched on at, at, at the start. And, the, you know, frankly, the strikers have got to take their, their chances. You, you just feel if Watmore was a... Watmore's got yeah. so many attributes. You just feel if, if, if better finishing was one of them, he'd be a Premier League player, you know, and, and that's that's just one area they have to sharpen up for, from. But, yeah, I mean, from, from, from Rotherham's perspective, Leah mentioned the, the home games. I mean, the next four they've got, they've got Wigan and Millwall, two mid-table teams, followed by Huddersfield and Hull, two teams currently yeah. in the relegation zone so whilst all of the, whilst every team in the championship and, and Paul Wall would say this can beat Rotherham none of those four games are, are anything that they have to fear um, you know they're, they're in they are they are confident they're in a good groove I think a lot of it comes from that solid solid defensive base they've got and and it's just a, just a matter of uh, of keeping it going really at the moment because you know they they don't have the resources of other teams. We know what their records like in, in in previous years, but you know we've seen in the last couple of seasons what Huddersfield and Barnsley have been able to do with a bit of momentum. Now I'm not I'm not saying here that Rotherham are going to make the playoffs, mm. but they can certainly do you know exceed expectations if they can just just keep this momentum going. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean obviously going on going on to to Boris Stewart, I just think they've. They just need just a bit of time for some more players to sort of really bed in. I mean, I'd, yeah, they obviously had the. It was obviously a horrendous first half in the you know the game prior to the Rotherham match against against Cardiff, and you know I, I think the game against Rotherham was always gonna gonna be one of them where it was just about digging out a result. They sort of dig that against they did that against Sunderland in you know in many respects in, a few weeks before and. And even against um, the other win was against Swansea. That was a little bit like that as well. And there was a, a bit of that sort of feel to to start this game. And there was, you know, we mentioned about about Watmore. He's got a lot of lot of qualities. Unfortunately, being prolific isn't one of them. But he was unlucky with one chance at, at the start of the second half. It hit the inside of the post, and you know how it never went in. I'll never know. And I, I think it's one of those when when you you decide on a bit a bit. A bit better for maybe that goes in or somebody follows up and and knocks it in. I, I think to be fair, if, if Borough had a had a scrape to one nil, not too many would have would have probably argued it wasn't a great watch. But you know, I think they they could have easily um, nicked it. Up. I suppose the the positive in the one respect is they kept a clean sheet. They were rarely troubled at the at the back, and obviously they were you know they were all over the place against Cardiff in the previous game. So that was that was something, and while the, obviously they're, they're struggling to go through the gears, no doubt about that this this season, and um, players are having to, you know, dig in. And some of the players from last season who were outstanding, Isaiah Jones, are struggling at the minute. Maybe they're overthinking it, they're lacking a bit of confidence. I didn't detect, you know, a side who weren't, you know, with down tools and weren't trying. So, you know, I suppose that's that's something. It's going to be. You know, they've brought a lot of players in Middlesbrough. I don't think it's it's certainly not been picture perfect. The recruitment there, um, obviously, a lot are made about bringing bringing strikers in, but they've actually brought a couple of strikers in who, who were wild to really see the development ones in in Force and Matthew Hoppe. Obviously, they've got the lad from from Fulham Moon. He's on loan. He's he looks um, a, a decent player. So that's I suppose that's one you can hang your hat on. But it's just just. 
yeah, it's just a few issues there at the minute, isn't it? And they're really missing for me. Um, Marcus Tavernier, he was, you know, he was the player. He sort of brought a lot of energy and dynamism to that midfield, and he obviously went on the eve of the season, and and um, I think they're still struggling to come to terms with 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 him not being there. So there's some issues there. They've got to run it. You know, we spoke about teams with runs of games important blocks of the season and this one certainly will be and they've, I think they've got 7 out of 11 away as well so it's not going to be easy yeah. it, it just feels to me like for the, for the second season running and for different reasons they've given everyone a head start you know with the with the timing of their recruitment they obviously had a lot to do and they still had some important pieces to put together while the, while the league was up and running so these two weeks on the training ground are going to be important I mean we have to remember that Obviously, some members of the squad are going to be away on international duty, so so not everyone's going to get that benefit. But they 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 just seem to me like they need a bit more time in each other's company to better understand each other's games. As you say, people like Isaiah Jones and Paddy McNair hasn't played that much this season. Just need to need to get a bit of a bit of a second win and back to their best. But I think more than anything, they they need to look around that dressing room and, and realise that there are some good players in there. And you know, it, there there is there is the there is the potential there for them to for them to really to really pick up. But it's not just going to happen. They need to put they need to put in the effort, which, as Leon says, was was, was there against Rotherham. They need to have that concentration from the first whistle. Uh, and, and if they do, there's there's more than enough in that in that dressing room to pull away from from where they are. But as I say, it's not it's not just going to happen. They have to work hard at it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, now we turn our attention to League One. Uh, and in spite of having Liam Kitching uh, sent off, uh, Barnsley came away from Cambridge United with a convincing 3-0 victory. Uh, the result means that they are now unbeaten in four games and it took the Tykes up to sixth in the table. Uh, and with a home game against mid-table Charlton Athletic coming up, um, is it safe to say that things are looking fairly good at the moment for them, Stuart? I'm. I would say I'm. I'm pleased with how they started the season. You, you worry about hangovers and the like when when teams have got relegated. And we've said many times on this podcast what a pig of a division League One is to actually get out of. Um, so yeah, I think all I think all con- things considered, I think they've had a had a, a good start. I think I get the impression, not having seen that much of them, looking more at the results, that they're a team that's kind of at their best at the moment when. The opposition's uh, the onus is on the opposition to sort of set the pace. You know, when when they perhaps have a, a bit less of the ball, it's a bit more about pressing, a bit a bit less about dictating the play for Barnsley. But I, I think I think they just they just look like a team who's had a uh, a good coach come in and who's had you know a bit a bit of time to get his ideas across and uh, and are just starting starting to feel the benefits of that. Yeah. yeah, I think they've, uh, you know, obviously after the what happened last season, you know, awful season, they needed they needed some morale boost, if you like, at this in this first part of the season, and they managed to afford themselves a few, haven't they? They've obviously won at Middlesbrough in the cup. They um, had a great win against Bristol Rovers, which I which I saw um, I, I saw about a month or so ago. Um, showed the character and getting a really good point at, at, at Ipswich then going to Hillsborough and winning that and yeah, you know, I think that's just important there's a few new players as well just getting that sort of culture and 
you know camaraderie and and togetherness if you like and they've got a bit of a bit of a starting point there and you know I, I like the system that that, that Duff is, uh, is playing he, you know he sort of switched from the start of the season he's now up onto a sort of a 3 a 3 4 sort of 2-1 he's had he's had Devante Cole up front and with, with Luke Thomas and Jack Aitchison behind him you know and three centre-halves and it, it seems to really you know the suit Suit Barnsley at the minute. I mean, interestingly, I went to the the um, Papa John's Trophy game, and you know they played the same, you know they played completely the same system, and you know it was almost like just just a sort of reserve team, if you like, with played in those similar positions. The, the, the looks a, there looks a, a better amount of depth than the than there was as well. I mean, obviously they've they know what they've got to work with now with the squad. Callum, Callum Styles has gone to Millwall. Michael Helix obviously gone to Huddersfield. One or two players have have come in and they've got one or two options especially in midfield you know Herb Kane's, you know he's he's come back they've got Adam Phillips um Josh Martin as well he's he's, he's come in so yeah it, their options don't look too bad still a little bit probably if you're being picky a little bit thin up front if they've got one or two uh injuries but I think all things considered it's been it's been a pretty sound you know a start to the to the season you know Michael Duff's seems to come across really well on the training out with his players everything he he speaks is you know eminent sense and uh yeah it, it's been it's been encouraging there's been one or two obviously bumps you know like the Wickham game for instance but it's it's been encouraging I just like the the humility Michael Duff's come in with in the sense that you know he came in in pre-season and it was all about teaching him to play 3-5-2 the way he wanted to play but as as the transfer windows panned out he's just looked at it and thought well actually this isn't the best use of my players and he's not been so pig-headed that he's just ploughed on with with 352 he's, he's been prepared to look at it and say well I'll, you know I'll just I'll just tweak it slightly and 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 get the best out of what I've got and you know that's one of the arts of management you have you have all these managers who are sort of fated for their you know philosophy and and we we only play one way and all this sort of stuff but sometimes you just have to be a bit flexible a bit bit pragmatic and recognize there's a better way of doing things and he's he's done that and uh, he's reaping some rewards which is good to see hmm. and next we turn our attention to Sheffield Wednesday who came back from two goals down against league leaders Ipswich Town to draw two all um this game looked to be gone after Dominic um, Iorfa's 75th minute own goal, but goals from Byers and Smith made it all square. Um, the Owls are well positioned in fourth before their next game against Wickham. Um, do you see their uh, good run continuing at all, Leon? Yeah, they've had a little, I suppose, a little, little dip, haven't they? I know Stuart was at the at the game on on, on Saturday. I mean, it, really, it sounded a pretty pretty lousy game from a Wednesday perspective but you know they showed the character to sort of you know dig in and get what could be an important point but you know disappointing in the respect they had a game in midweek you know those fringe players to sort of well the squad players to sort of push those you know in possession of first team jerseys and you know, it was a bit of an opportunity loss wasn't it really and um, you know they obviously they had the game against Ipswich the recent home game against Barnsley where they got beat I've just got a, a feeling that this could be you know, a, a, a fairly big game in Wednesday's season on on, on Saturday. They've got they've got Wickham, who uh, they've had a bit of a disappointing start to the season, but they're a, 
they're a very difficult side, uh, you know, to play the physical direct, and uh, they can break up play. I just, I just sense for Wednesday's, you know, own sort of well-being, even though it's been it's been a decent start to the season, that they need to get back on track on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think there's two completely different ways. Really, you can you can look at that Ipswich game. You know, if you if you walked out in disgust when. I also put uh, the ball through his net and made it 2-0. You'd say it was an absolutely terrible performance. Um, they hadn't had a single shot on target in that time. Um, they just looked sloppy in a couple of key moments defensively. They tried to overcomplicate things tactically. They overplayed at times. But then, the, you know, the flip side of it was the last 20 minutes or so when you at the stoppage timing, they show real character, the sort of character you need if you if you're going to get promoted. So, sort of, which of those becomes the abiding memory will probably be framed a bit by the next few games. You know, if they if they build on that finish to the game and really stand up to, as Leon said, a really physical Wickham team who know how to play League One football, then I say you'll be focusing on those positives. If they show more of that. That, that sloppiness and that, those poor traits and get get punished from it, then then you'll be you'll be remembering that more and thinking thinking there are problems. So yeah, they're a, they're a hard team to get a handle on really Wednesday in the sense that by and large it's been it's been very positive from them. But because they we've mentioned in the past because they don't really select consistent teams partly because of the size of the squad, partly because of the number of injuries they've got. It's hard for them to to be completely consistent and say that that Ipswich game sort of summed up those inconsistencies. You'd like to see them to see them get into a groove. They've sort of threatened to do it at times this season, but the most they've managed is is three consecutive wins. They're certainly capable of of putting along, you know, winning run together. I think that will happen at some point. But as ever, you know, you're anxious for it to happen as soon as possible. Hmm. I think it's one of those in, the, in this division. Stuart Sheffield Wednesday, they're always under the microscope, aren't they? And yes. you know, even even short even sort of short runs with without a win, even, you know, three games, it's it's magnified there, isn't it? I mean, I think a lot of other you know, with respect to a lot of other clubs in that division, you know, you, you know, you, you could put you you're gonna get a five, six, seven game run without a win and there will be a little bit of noise, but it'll be nothing compared to what it would be at uh, at Hillsborough and now, even, you know, they're so desperate to get out of that division, aren't they, this season? And for, we've spoken about it before. They, they really have to do, don't they? So, any little dip is just going to be so magnified, isn't it? And it'll be interesting on, on Saturday if it's not going well, if it's nil-nil or they're losing after at half-time. You know, the, 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 I mean, they've got, fortunately, they've got a lot of senior players and you, they're going to really hand, have to, have to handle, the, handle the pressure and, and show the character. But yeah, I mean, they've obviously got Wick, and then they've got I think they've got three out of four away from home, and he just wanting to to get back on track. It's been you know a, a, still a, a pretty decent start to the season in the round in the round. A couple of disappointing results, but hopefully they're in they're in you know they're in isolation. Mm, I mean, what what the top two are doing very well at the moment. You know, Ipswich and uh, and Portsmouth are both unbeaten this season, and that just cranks up the pressure just that little bit more. Just makes you think there's less there's less margin for error, and makes every drop point, as as you say, you know, magnified because that yeah. that is the yeah. that is the nature of life at, at Sheffield Wednesday in League One. The highs and the lows are, are, are really magnified. So yeah, 
couple yeah. of weeks' time, we could be talking about them as if they're going to romp yeah. away with the league because that's just the that's just the way things feel at Sheffield Wednesday. There's no there's no middle ground uh, no. sort of thing. And, and I say because that Ipswich game actually was a bit middle ground. I, I think I think how we, how we view it, I, I don't I don't know yet. I think I think it'll be be framed by the games to come, as I say. I think a lot has been made of you know how the, to get the best out of the attacking armory and, and you know you know my lord there's a hell of a lot isn't there that that level you know that you just looked at the bench the other week against Barnsley there was you know four front line strikers and but I think as much as has been made made about that and how you get them in how you use them you know when you use them and you know this that and the other I, I think as well, well you just got to you, you can't forget about the about the you know the defensive situation, you look at them of late. They're considering the few too many goals, really, aren't they? They've obviously two to which, which three to Burton. They they lost to they considered two against Barnsley. You just just lacked a little bit of defensive conviction for me Wednesday, and I would just like to see them just get that little bit more solid. I mean, it wouldn't if I was a uh, as much as you want to see you know nice flowing football. I wouldn't be too unhappy if I was a Wednesday night and the, and the dugout one nil on on Saturday. Mm. But I, I think I think the flip side, the positive side, is that Michael Smith, you know, had a difficult start to his his Al's career, getting injured yeah. so early on. But now he's fit. Um, he had three three goals in four games. That's now three and five. But he's really he's really hit the ground running. And and when you're a centre forward, particularly a, a new one to a club, that that's just what you need. I mean, Callum Callum Patterson's in the in the opposite boat at the moment, but they have so many options. They can just they can just go with whoever's informed. So yeah, you do feel that if they can just tighten it up a little bit more at the back, they have got they have got the players at the other end who can who can do the business for them. But you know, I offer in particular looks a bit a bit short of confidence at the moment, and they are you know they are having injuries which are disrupting things defensively. So if they can if they can just get that base, um, everyone will be able to breathe a little bit easier at Hillsborough. And uh, in League Two, um, Bradford City made it four wins out of five with a conv- uh, with a comfortable three nil victory over playoff rivals uh, Stevenage Town. Uh, Andy Cook scored another brace to take his season's tally to eleven. Although Brad Halliday was sent off following a second yellow card, uh, the result took the Bantams up to fourth. And uh, Mark Hughes' plans seem to be coming together, Stuart. Yeah, well, again, same, same as we've said with with, with Sheffield Wednesday, they're at Bradford are a similar sort of stature club in terms of uh, in terms of their standing in that division. So when 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 you've won four games on the trot, it really does it really does feel like there's a bit of momentum behind that place. You know, Andy Cook level with uh, Erling Haaland as the top goal scorer in the country. Uh, I mean, he just seems to be in in great form at the moment. Just a you know, with the greatest of respect to him, just an uncomplicated centre forward. If you if you supply him with the chances, he'll do his part of the job. And you just want to keep him on that role. You just want to keep the team on that role because you you know you know if the Valley Parade public believe in what they're seeing, you know we're going to see big gates there. We're going to see really difficult atmospheres for the uh, you know away teams to to play in, and it really can snowball itself and it does feel at the moment uh, like they've just managed to get managed to get the right uh, combinations and there is the potential 
for them to go on a on a on a really good really good run and you know get themselves from the from the playoff positions into you know the automatic positions when I say when we when we sort of reassess when the World Cup comes around even though um, you know League Two are going to play through that it'll still be a time I think when we when we sort of look at things again and, and I, I see no reason why Bradford can't can't be up there as as genuine title contenders at that stage. And uh, next, we turn our attention to Doncaster Rovers, who lost their third game in a row when they went down 1-0 at home to Swindon Town. Um, with a sudden dip in form, will Gary McSheffrey be concerned before the next game against Crawley Town, uh, Stuart? He certainly sound, sounded concerned after the Swindon game. You know, some of the things he was talking about in terms of their, you know, the characters of the of of the players and their and their confidence were a little bit worrying considering how well Doncaster had started the season I mean the football league trophy game was it you know games they're they're strange ones I think I think if you've if you've lost the game like for example Sheffield Wednesday did in in midweek you just brush it off oh well it's the football league trophy it doesn't really matter I think if you've won a game like Doncaster have when they've on the back of three defeats I think suddenly you attach a lot of importance to it you know and you try and you try and build from there. So, um, you know, we'll wait to see. They're, they're, they're at home to Crawley this this weekend, given the way Crawley have started the season. That's, that's a game that they, they really should win. Um, so hopefully they can they can get back to to some of the, the traits that were so strong in the uh, in the early part of the season and they can they can sort of respond um, with the sort of uh, character that, that McSheffrey was was asking for because after that, you know, they then they then play the bottom two in the division. Um, hopefully, this can just be the be the jolt that they needed to sort of get back to those principles, really. Yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, for this week, we turn our attention to Harrogate Town, who finally managed to stop the rot and uh, managed a nil-nil draw after four consecutive losses. Although this was far from a great performance, uh, Alex Patterson almost won it at the end, uh, with Stevenage, uh, Town, uh, Stevenage Town and Bradford City up next for uh, Harrogate Town. The fans will surely be hoping that a corner has, has been turned and better performances and results will hopefully be on their way, Stuart. Yeah, I mean, stop the rot is is definitely the phrase. You know, to 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 get a clean sheet, um, first one first one for them since uh, since they played Crawley in in mid August. That that was that was huge for them. They obviously have to add a bit more at the other end of the field. But uh, I mean, Simon Weaver seems very pleased with the way his new uh, wingers who were signed on that deadline day have have, have come in. Um, there's a long way to go for Harrogate. You know they they then they're not out of the woods yet, and it has been a poor start to the season for them. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully this nil nil draw is just something they can they can cling to and and build on because things definitely need to get better there. Yorkshirepost.co.uk Many thanks to Stuart Rayner and Leon Wobshall, who will doubtless join us again soon for more discussions on the Yorkshire football scene. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com, or if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. 
If you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. As ever, many thanks for listening. Look after yourselves, and bye for now. <laughs>